<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Primetime. I'm Dr. Gina. Glad to have you with us tonight. There are some days when I feel like reporting the news makes me look like a conspiracy theorist. And since the left calls us that every day, I prefer not to look that way. But today is one of the days where I feel like there's no way not to look like a conspiracy theorist. The media spent weeks reporting this narrative and repeating this narrative that a pro-Trump mob stormed the Capitol and killed Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick by beating him to death with a fire extinguisher. You heard it over and over again. And they didn't check their facts. I remember being so angry when I heard that story. What kind of terrible person would kill a police officer who was simply trying to do his job? And why would a Trump supporter kill a police officer? Just didn't make sense to me. The story of the fallen Capitol Police officer is one of the main reasons why so many in the MAGA movement questioned the initial reporting about the Capitol breach and were certain that somehow some other group, Antifa or someone, had to have been involved. We've watched Antifa attack the police all summer long and we've witnessed Democrats excuse this behavior and all of the violence and all of the incited violence against the police over and over again. Kamala Harris helped collect donations, let's not forget this, to bail out the violent urban insurrectionists to get them quickly back onto the streets and back to burning our nation's inner cities and killing and burning more things and hurting more people. We heard nothing but support for law enforcement ever from President Trump. Remember that. Trump supporters are famous for their Blue Lives Matter flags and t-shirts that often, often accompany their MAGA gear or their MAGA flags or their Trump bumper stickers. You'll often see a Blue Lives Matter um, sticker right on the same cars you'll see a Trump sticker. So the idea that a Trump supporter would smash the head of a police officer with a fire extinguisher, it just didn't compute. It didn't make sense. And it was so disturbing to every Trump supporter that I talked to about this. The mainstream media used this story to smear every Trump supporter as if every single Trump supporter out there were responsible for this story that the media were reporting, along with President Trump, and they were saying, this is what happens. Look, the Trump people, all the entire MAGA movement, is now responsible for the murder of a police officer. And the left would love to prove that so. And you heard it over and over again in these testimonies uh, that these senators have given on the anti-Trump side that the MAGA movement is somehow responsible and Donald Trump is responsible for the deaths that took place anywhere near the Capitol that day. This story was even used by Nancy Pelosi in the House of Representatives in the very rushed drive-by impeachment vote. Remember that? And it's very possible that the second impeachment of President Trump may have never happened if this Capitol Police officer hadn't been reportedly killed by Trump supporters. But now it doesn't look like it's even true. Have you heard the media report this? 
Well, the website Revolver News has kept track of outlets like CNN and the New York Times that have walked back in recent days the idea that Officer Brian Sicknick was killed at the Capitol at all. Revolver's reporting doesn't have the answers, but they lay out all the unanswered questions and the weird occurrences that surrounded his death like they come from a novel in the fiction section, not in news. The New York Times reported that Sicknick was rushed to the hospital after being struck by a fire extinguisher on the Capitol grounds. But other news reports quote his family, saying that they spoke to him just hours after the crowds had dispersed, and Sicknick reported to them that he'd not been injured at all. Then the media reported that Sicknick had died, but his family and the Capitol Police said that's not true. But finally then, more than 24 hours after the Capitol breach, Officer Sicknick was then reported deceased. And somehow, the media knew of Sicknick's death before his family and the Capitol Police knew. That's all just weird. Well, now it's been over a month since his death, and there's still no information that has been released about Officer Sicknick's cause of death. There's no autopsy, right? There's no police report. There's no update from investigators. We get no information. I guess we're just not good enough for that. The only information we have are conflicting reports in the New York Times and CNN and conflicting tweets from the Capitol Police. None of this makes sense. None of this is the way business is supposed to be done. And certainly none of this is transparent. And as if things couldn't look any more conspiratorial, this officer, whose death is still totally unexplained, was then honored in the U.S. Capitol. And as we tuned in to watch the ceremony, we were all surprised to see that he'd been cremated. And all that was left of this man, whose unexplained death is part of an impeachment trial, was an urn of ashes. So all we have are a bunch of unanswered questions. When will we find out what happened to this officer? When did Officer Sicknick die? How did Officer Sicknick die? When did Nancy Pelosi know that Officer Sicknick was not killed by angry pro-Trump rioters? Did she know that before or after President Trump was impeached for a second time in the House of Representatives? Will we ever find out what actually happened? It might take four years and the election of a new administration in D.C. for us to find out. But you see the damage that the Democrats wanted to do with their disinformation campaign and the media wanted to do with their disinformation campaign and the way that they wanted to make the rest of us who were asking the intelligent questions that should have been asked by everyone was already done. Every Trump supporter was smeared in the media as being complicit in the death of this officer. And all we did was ask questions that everyone should have been asking. And even if the record is someday corrected and the truth is told, like so many stories we watched take place this summer where lies were told and then the truth came out and it was an afterthought that was barely reported, if ever. This fake news is already seared into the minds of the millions of Americans who saw these headlines and used that to help justify their hate of President Trump and his supporters. And that is why you need to stay tuned into RAV, Real America's Voice, and JustTheNews.com to get your real news every single day. And speaking of that, 
Let's start out tonight in Washington, D.C. with Carrie Sheffield, host of Just the News AM. Carrie, go ahead. What do you have for us tonight? Hey there, Dr. Gina. A topic that I think you'll have a lot to say about. It's the issue of the GOP and a possible breakout party and also a possible civil war within the party. So last Friday, reportedly dozens of former Republican officials have been in talks to form an anti-Trump third party. Reportedly, more than 120 people, these are people who were even in the Trump administration, but also the administrations of George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush, and Ronald Reagan, were concerned about principled conservatism, they say, including adherence to the Constitution and the rule of law, ideas they say have been trashed by Trump. Also within the party, Adam Kinzinger, who is a Trump critic from Illinois, he says he wants to create a Republican pack to go on attack against, quote, Trumpism. He's accusing Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, two of Trump's most ardent defenders in the lower chamber, of prioritizing fame over legislating, alleging that they don't actually believe in what they have voiced to the voters. In response, Matt Gates says this, Adam is a patriot who fought for America from Northwest Florida. We will always appreciate it and honor his service. Now he wants to target my America First politics, referencing me by name. My response? Effing bring it, except for he didn't blur it out. We blurred it out. Adam needs PACs to win elections. I don't. Well, that's the latest. Uh, Gina, I'm sure you have a lot to say about this. I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> well, I could say quite a lot about that. And as you know, uh, full, to take a full disclosure, Congressman Gates is a personal friend of mine. And uh, that sounds exactly like something he would say, Carrie. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because it is usually the MAGA patriots who are accused of being the ones who want to form a third party. So I find this very interesting that it is, in fact, the, you know, you'd say the more moderate, or I would say the more left wing of the Republican Party looking to conspire or collude to form a third party. Very interesting report, Carrie. Keep us apprised of that. Next, we're going to head on over to Denver, Colorado, where our RAV headquarters is uh, located. Jessica Rivera is standing by. Jessica, what do you have for us today? Well, Dr. Gina, the NBA has made an official statement about the national anthem, and that is that the national anthem must be played at all of their games. The NBA made the announcement following the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban, not playing the Star Spangled Banner at any of his team's home games. Uh, Cuban defended his decision, citing, we respect and always have respected the passion people have for the anthem and our country. I've always stood for the anthem with a hand over my heart, no matter where I hear it played, but we also hear the voices of those who do not feel the anthem represents them. But Wednesday, NBA Chief Communications Officer Mike Bass issued the official statement saying, with NBA teams now in the process of welcoming fans back into their arenas, all teams will play the national anthem in keeping with a longstanding league policy. And in case you were wondering about players kneeling, the NBA also has a policy that says players must stand for the national anthem. So why is kneeling accepted by the league? Well, that's because NBA Commissioner Adam Silver has not enforced the league's policy. But what Silver and the kneeling professional players must not understand is they can come up with whatever they want to mean whatever they want. But other Americans do not have to accept it. And if they want to protest, do it when you're not working. You're at work, so work. It's usually what all of us Americans have to do. And lastly, Dr. Gina, maybe they'll understand it if it's said in these words. They need to stop using their American athletic capitalist privilege 
to disrespect our flag and our military. Dr. Gina. Very interesting, Jessica. You know, it's, it strikes me that they want to make sure that those who are uncomfortable, made to feel uncomfortable by the singing of our national anthem, are heard. But it doesn't seem that anyone is ever very concerned about those who are made to feel uncomfortable by the anti-American sentiments out there uh, that keep being thrown in our face when this is our country. This is America. Seems to me that if you walked into someone's house and told them that being in their house uh, was uncomfortable, they could leave. That's the part I never understand about this. Absolutely. And I think a lot of our viewers and a lot of Americans would agree. There are just some things that are just not to be made, that are not to be questioned. And one of those things is our national anthem, our patriotism. You want to protest? I think everybody is in support of other people having different views. But the, it's, it's a two-lane highway, as my parents would say. And um, what you give, you must be able to take back. And that's just a maturity level that I think some on the left just don't have at this point. Yeah, I agree with your right to say it. I just uh, don't agree with uh, their right to uh, you know, make it a center stage item for them. And when you really look back at Kaepernick, he really wasn't famous until he did. And that's what I have a problem with. Jessica, thank you so much for that report. Of course. Thank you. All right, let's head over to Los Angeles to our RAV West Coast correspondent, Amanda Head. Amanda, the recall effort targeting Governor Newsom hit a milestone today, and we are so glad to have you with us, Amanda, to tell us all about it. What's going on there? Hi. So, yes, we have hit the 1.5 million signature Mark, now as you and I have discussed, they are trying to get a buffer of about 300 to 400,000 signatures because unfortunately we do have historical context in this type of thing and we know that typically 15% of signatures are rejected. So if they get 1.8 million signatures, that would still reap 1.53 million valid signatures. Now. This started back in February of 2020, before COVID. Gavin Newsom obviously did not uh, employ the greatest tactics across California for combating COVID. So he has, uh, he has dealt with the repercussions of that. But before COVID in February of 2020 is when this latest attempt, the sixth attempt to recall him since he was inaugurated and took office in, in 2019, but then COVID happened and all of these policies went into effect and a lot of folks in California were very upset about it. So that's when this, this latest effort really picked up steam. But here's something interesting and I don't really like to report on this uh, because it's, you know, it's not the most positive of news. But if you remember back in 2003, Californians successfully recalled a Democrat Governor Gray Davis. That's when Arnold Schwarzenegger became our governor. But here's the unfortunate thing, Gavin Newsom somehow has a higher approval rating than Gray Davis did. Gavin Newsom somehow has an approval rating of 46%, which is literally the most mind-boggling thing you can imagine. But yes, his approval rating is 46%, which is higher than Gray Davis's. So that gives Democrats and Gavin Newsom hope that he won't be recalled. So we will have to wait and see if those signatures get cleared. Then we'll have an election coming up in the fall to determine if he does get booted out of office. It's going to stay interesting there, Amanda. We're going to need you. 
Uh, yes, I will stay on top of it and update you as it happens. <laughs> and you're the best. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, Dr. Gina. All right, coming up, my phone and social media blowing up with questions about the impeachment trial. They say, how come we're only hearing from the anti-Trump side of the argument? Well, we're going to answer that. Jenna Ellis coming up next to tell us more. Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Stay where you are. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. It is day four of the second impeachment trial of President Donald Trump. And the Democrats spent another day giving dramatic readings of the events of January 6th and repeating the words of violent insurrection. And uh, every day this week, the media put the words of those congressmen on repeat and they continued to smear Donald Trump and his supporters all night and all morning and resuming the trial the next day over and over ad nauseum. And my phone has not been quiet. It's hard to get ready for work when I'm responding to text after text after text. And, and the same texts I get all the time. I get two texts all the time. If you're one of the people that sends these to me, these are what I get. I get crazy conspiracy theories with people writing, is this true? And I laugh every time I get a text that says, is this true? Because I could just about respond no without ever looking at whatever the person sent. But the other text that I get, and I'm getting those less often, that was really in the weeks just after everything went down. But the other text that I'm getting and the one I've been getting for the last couple of days are, how come we're only hearing from one side? Everyone's waiting for our side to be heard. Well, why do the Democrats get to tell mistruths, distruths, over and over again, as I would refer to them. I don't even know if that's a word. I think I just made it up. But with no rebuttal, <laughs> when does President Trump get to defend himself? Well, here we're going to ask my next guest, constitutional attorney and the best one I know, Jenna Ellis, is with us right now. Jenna, it's great to have you back. You are, uh, you know, a, a true hero of mine for, especially for so many reasons. But And I just thank you so much for coming on the show tonight uh, again because I, I, I'm, I want to say overuse you as a host, but it's because you're so good at breaking this kind of thing down for us. All we've seen all week, Jenna, is anti-Trump rhetoric, propaganda, I'm going to call it, all day, all night, every day. doesn't seem like we're ever going to get to see Trump attorneys defend the president and his supporters that have been smeared all week. Is, is this the way impeachment goes? Fortunately, it is that the uh, the prosecution or the impeachment managers get to present uh, their case first. But then, of course, President Trump's lawyers will have an opportunity to present his defense as soon as uh, the prosecution rests their case. And so uh, that's just the way that trials work. And we remember this, of course, from the first impeachment hoax that was uh, just over a little over a year ago, which is um, insane, actually, Dr. Gina, that we're actually dealing with um, yet another 
faux trial. I don't even like to call it a trial because it's not, we don't even have a judge sitting um, on this one. And so, you know, this is just an unconstitutional proceeding in the Senate. It's a ridiculous political theater. Uh, but this is the way that uh, the, the process in the theater works. But of course, uh, President Trump will have the opportunity to defend himself through his lawyers. And uh, we should all be looking forward to that uh, for the truth and the facts to come out. You know, as president of programming here, one of my jobs is deciding when certain things go on television. And everybody knows um, you don't want to break a big story going into the weekend. And my concern here, Jenna, is that the Trump defense team starts tomorrow. We are headed into the weekend. Uh, this concerns me. Do you think it's good or bad in the court of public opinion for the Democrats to have gotten the whole week during the, the sweetest, sweetest of sweet, hard news days to present their case, and yet Trump and the Republicans start their defense, basically, going into the weekend when people tend to get distracted, people are getting into their weekend activities, there's a lot going on. Um, does this play well for Team Trump? Well, I think that the uh, for the 74 million Americans who have been Trump supporters, I don't think that any of the propaganda, the fake news, and certainly not any of the embarrassing moments uh, that John Solomon just talked about a little bit ago about this, uh, you know, ridiculous uh, tweet that Eric Swalwell took out of context, of course, and you know, there's a very embarrassing moment. Go to Just the News uh, for that article. Um, you know, all of those things didn't play well for the Democrats. And for the people who've supported Donald Trump, I think that they can see through that. And I don't think that that is playing well for the Democrats. Um, but, you know, going into the weekend, I think we're going to end on a very high note, actually, uh, going into that. And uh, so I think that, you know, regardless of where it is in the news cycle, the mainstream media is going to spin uh, their fake news. And, of course, we're going to always stand for the truth and for facts. And so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's really a matter of uh, the timing element. It's a matter of... Uh, truly every American looking at the facts and making sure that they are not taken in by the Democrats' lies. And I think that Americans, uh, by and large, aren't even really paying attention to this one because they know up front that this is just Democrat grandstanding. And, uh, you know, they're paying attention to other things. And I think that that actually bodes very well uh, for President Trump, for the MAGA movement, for the Constitution, for the rule of law. Uh, because people aren't even paying attention to the Democrats' rhetoric anymore. They overreach all the time. This is just the latest effort. Okay, Jenna, um, changing topics just a little. Reuters broke some news late last night. The headline goes like this. Dozens of former Republican officials in talks to form an anti-Trump third party. Uh, Jenna, will they call it the Rhino Party? <laughs> well, you know, good luck with that, because I think that so many conservatives and Americans who have absolutely loved and adored everything that President Trump has accomplished over the last four years are not going to uh, just join this, uh, you know, this other party that, um, you know, frankly, doesn't stand for anything that we do. We've seen all of the establishment elitism uh, in Washington. You know, I'm an outside girl. I come from Colorado. Uh, my time uh, in the swamp over the last two years, I've been shocked at you know, just the politicking and the, the, the ridiculous efforts that are going on. Um, I'm Team Trump because I'm Team America. And, um, you know, I'm for the Constitution. I'm for the rule of law. 
I'm for genuine conservatism, and I think that Americans outside of the Beltway are going to stay with that proposition and with those principles. And so, you know, if uh, some of the Republicans want to try to pretend that Trump doesn't matter, all they have to do is look at the New York Times right now that's writing an article about something that happened six months ago when the president was hospitalized. They know that they need him in order to generate news, to generate eyeballs, because he's still incredibly relevant, and that's because the American public loves him. That's not going to change. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems to me like they could just call it the Democrat Party and switch over to that one, and they'd have a lot more friends. Because, right. because honestly, I really don't think that most of them, you know, the Mitt Romneys of the world, the Bushes of the world, I don't think that they understand that it is not about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is just emblematic of a love for America, and the America First Principles is a real thing. And he is just the, the uh, head of the octopus in that, exactly as you put it. Jenna, it's about your love of America and love of the Constitution of the United States. And that really is what drives the entire MAGA movement and the fact that Donald Trump embraced that and his policies um, implemented that so well. And that's why this massive loyalty, it's not this, it's not this kingship like a lot of people want to try to make it into. Um, Jenna, what do you think will happen on, I want to go back to the impeachment trial, um, the sh sham impeachment trial, as it, as it were, um, for just a moment. And I want to ask you, um, what do you think the best um, defense of all the ridiculousness you've seen, so much emotion, so much drama, that in no way, by the way, whatsoever, connects Donald Trump to anything. You can show scary movies. You can show Friday the 13th and Freddy Krueger all day long. I don't care. Probably dating myself there. I don't even know if they still make those movies. But it, it doesn't have anything to do with Donald Trump. And neither does anything that they said, no matter how hard they try to lie, um, have anything to do with Donald Trump. But what, would, what do you think, what do you predict that the defense has in mind to communicate to the American people and to the Senate, I guess, more importantly, uh, when they begin tomorrow. Yeah, well, I think that they're going to do a fantastic job, and I would uh, certainly trust, uh, you know, the president's current attorneys. And, you know, um, in full disclosure, I've known David Schoen um, a number of years, and I think he's an excellent attorney. And so they're going to uh, present a really solid defense. But, you know, uh, Dr. Gina, this goes back to what we were just talking about, that you know, this isn't just about President Trump. It's that he had uh, the spearhead of this movement. He gave uh, the American people who were uh, conservatives and who were pro-Constitution, pro-American values, pro um, our founding heritage, our founding documents, really um, the boldness and the courage to actually voice those things and to voice them unapologetically. And that's why they're going after President Trump, because really they're going after you and me. They're going after uh, the millions of Americans who stand firm in these principles. And so this impeachment uh, sham trial, this political theater, is not about Donald Trump. It's about all of the Americans that stand behind him and that support him because they want to intimidate us into silence. That's what this is about. And so this has no basis in fact in law or certainly not in a correct constitutional analysis. This shouldn't even happen. Uh, they are just completely disregarding the rule of law. They are uh, elitists and they think that they can just push this through. And so, you know, regardless of uh, what the defense actually says, I don't think that the Senate uh, has the votes to convict, which is a very good thing. That would be a terrible precedent to establish. And I wish that there were enough Democrats 
who would actually go beyond their own party and would actually look at the precedent of this and would be Americans first instead of just blue or red. All right, Jenna Ellis, thank you so much for being with us and thanks for your analysis. Thanks. All right, coming up, Hollywood working overtime to cancel yet another conservative actor. We're going to tell you all about it next. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Stay where you are. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey, welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. It's time for our cancel culture segment. Now, actress Gina Carano, who stars in The Mandalorian, or used to star in The Mandalorian, has been fired. And her agent has also dropped her as a client. And it was all because of a social media post that she shared that said this. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children, because history is edited. Most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, their government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? And the most ironic part about this is that that post is exactly about the people who fired her. It's about, it isn't rather, it's about silencing political speech and how, and how that leads to hatred and then leads to atrocities like the Holocaust. She was actually defending Jews. Here with me now to discuss Rogan O'Hanley, a.k.a. D.C. Drano, and radio talk show host Andrea K. Rogan. And Andrea, great to have you both with us today. Um, Rogan, I know I posted that, uh, you know, uh, Disney, a lot of people are dropping their Disney+. Plus. Um, I posted that I was. I know that uh, a lot of folks out there posting that, they, you know, they're showing where they've actually canceled their Disney+, Plus because of this. Uh, they're not going to go see any more of the movies that are canceling her. Um, what's your initial response to the firing of Gina Carano? Well, I think it's atrocious, and I think we're seeing a massive onslaught of this leftist censorship after, you know, uh, the events in January. They feel emboldened right now. Trump has been silenced by not having a Twitter platform, which is crazy that the president of the United States was censored. So why wouldn't we censor conservative actors and actresses in Hollywood? But the most surprising thing about this was she didn't say anything that was necessarily conservative. She said something that is a timeless principle that we should, you know, uh, uh, embrace in in any any decade in any country. It's that you don't demonize your fellow citizens to the point where they are dehumanized and then you know, systemic atrocities can be committed against them. So frankly, no, nothing of what she said uh, was incorrect. Nothing was specifically aimed at the left or the right. It was a timeless principle and it's being punished because frankly, I think it turns a mirror on some of the people doing this type of uh, activity. Yeah, you know, Andrea, when you really look at 
what she was saying, she was talking about bigotry. <laughs> and that's what she was getting at, is that bigotry is dangerous. So those who are firing her, doesn't that make them the bigots? Well, she, she completely proved them right. And what she said was not only correct, it was actually historically accurate. And I think that's why they had to make the move to get rid of her now. You know, actually, Fire uh, Gina Carano actually was trending a few weeks ago. And I think Disney might have made the move to fire her then, except that the millions of fans of hers who actually watched Mandalorian uh, spoke up and started trending. You know, uh, we love her. And actually, they were using her character's name. I don't watch Mandalorian, so I don't know the character's name. Um, but the the... The dueling trends actually kept her around for a while. So then you're sitting there going, I can't turn on my TV any time of the day today where I don't see ads for Disney Plus because they're really trying to get subscribers. Who's sitting in that marketing department going, gee, how do we get rid of millions of viewers and stop more people from subscribing? I don't know. Let's fire somebody who represents the views of 75 million Americans and, oh, by the way, is speaking the truth. And here's how you can know that exactly what she said was not only historically accurate but, but true. Wasn't there an article at L.A. Times just a couple of days ago said, what do I do with the Trumpites next door? We know yeah. that they're coming for us. We know this impeachment is about trying to declare 75 million voters domestic terrorists. And Don Winslow had a video out a couple of weeks ago calling for a citizen army to identify who we are and hand our names over to the government. Yeah, and Trumpites sounding so much like termites. I'm not going to let that go because I know that's where they're going with that with that comment. And, and I think, Andrea, it's the consistency that bothers me. You know, it's, it's the cancel culture, yes, but it's the consistency that bothers me. There is no, you know, you look at uh, Morgan Wallen, and I posted on my, on my Instagram today uh, uh, just a question. Do you think they'll be given the same treatment as someone on the left who said the same thing? What he said is despicable. He says it's despicable. He says he's repenting. Um, but you see people on the left who do the exact same, that Morgan, same thing that Morgan Wallen, who's a country singer, did. Um, people, um, people on the left do it all the time, and they do it without apology, and they continue to do it even in their songs, and they are heralded for it, and yet he does it, not even in a song, not even mm -hmm. for money, and he apologizes for it, and mm -hmm. it, it grovels for it, asks mm -hmm. for grace, and he'll be canceled. He'll be canceled just like that, a talented country singer. The problem is that there's such a distinction between people on the right and on the left and how they're treated. If you're perceived even that you might be on the right, if you aren't flagrantly on the left, you will be canceled. Andrea, isn't that the problem? It is. And you know what? It's not just a problem for conservatism. See, see here's conservatives. Because here's the problem that every American needs to understand, especially those on the left. This wokeism is the perfect tool for control and for uh, taking over a country And they, because there's no real standard to it. They can decide one day to the next what's appropriate to say and what isn't. And they can decide who's woke and who isn't. So, oh, by the way, that means that if they're going to decide today against this country singer, they can decide tomorrow against a liberal. We've actually seen liberals, some people out of Hollywood have been canceled before. They tried to get rid of Mario Lopez because he dared to say a three-year-old shouldn't get to pick their gender. So this should be, what's going yeah. on in this country right now, should be a wake-up call to Americans. And I think that's why they had to get rid of uh, uh, Gina Carano, because when you start going into fact-based history, pointing out what's going on in this country, they got to wipe it clean because they got to make sure that the average American doesn't really see what's going on. Yeah, and apparently people on Instagram agree with you. 
said that Morgan Wallen would be given the same treatment as someone on the left who did the same thing. 93% said he wouldn't. At least that's what happened on my Instagram poll. Rogan, uh, Facebook announced they are going to start using a new algorithm that will reduce political content on news feeds. So, Rogan, how do you think Facebook will define political, political content in this case? Uh, I think at this point, we all know what that means. They say they're going to be limiting conservative content. That's what they're truly saying. You know, about a year ago, they actually made a company policy to start limiting, you know, websites like Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, Drudge Report, basically these independent media sites, well, no longer Drudge Report, but that post center-right conservative news, things that go against the mainstream media narrative. Now, that wasn't enough. Oh, and, and then in turn, they also amplified, you know, CNN, MSNBC, et cetera. Now, that wasn't enough. They say they want to turn down the temperature, which is just translation for they want to make it so that people who are upset at government policy, which is what free speech is all about, criticizing our government, that their views can no longer be as shared with others to, to you know, prevent against more people becoming knowledgeable what's really going on. This is that kind of, they want us sedated, they want us calm, they don't want us to know what's going on. And meanwhile, in the background, they're going to be working to actively destroy the country, like what we've seen in the first month with these, uh, you know, dozens of executive orders that are destroying jobs. Yes, and Rogan, right along those lines, Twitter says that Trump is permanently banned from their site, even if he runs for president again. I mean, this is so parochial and so biased and bigoted. And you know good and well this would just never happen to a Democrat president, no matter what they said or tweeted. Yeah, Biden was one of the people actively involved in spying on Trump. Biden was in office when ISIS was running rampant. Biden said he uh, wasn't going to ban fracking, and then he did. He lied. Biden said... Uh, you know, that, that he wouldn't come after our guns, he's going to be going after our guns. There's so much fake news, so much misinformation, as they love calling it, put out by the left, so much incitement. If you've seen these compilation videos, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters calling for unrest in the streets and to harass, you know, Trump people. But they never get censored. Go find me one Joe Biden tweet that has ever been fact-checked. A single one. It has happened hundreds of times to Trump and to the point where he's now permanently suspended. There is a flagrant agenda against conservatives and their viewpoints. I don't know what the solution is. We tried to make our own app and they shut that down too. Uh, eventually we will find our own communication network, but absolutely disgraceful. I know communist China is smiling watching this happen to the American president, former American president. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that, uh, Rogan, because I had some lefties come on my, uh, one of my, I don't remember which platform it was last night and say, you know, you guys can't even, you said you'd create your own uh, platforms and you haven't even done, been able to pull that off. Well, that's not true. There is Clout Hub and we are on Clout Hub and it's doing very well because it's developed, it took the time to develop its own uh, video system and things like that. So I encourage everyone to go onto Clout Hub and I can give you the link if anybody wants to. But uh, Andrea, the tolerant left was busy on Twitter this week mocking Trump's defense attorney for covering the top of his head while taking a drink of water. And after hours of mocking this man, they were embarrassed to find out that this is a Jewish tradition that you will <laughs> see done by observant Jews when not wearing a head covering. 
Um, they're so tolerant, though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it just goes to show the extent of how quick they are, that they are just literally looking for anything that they can do to demonize and to destroy an individual. It's, it, you know, because they know they can't win. They can never win an argument on the merits, right? So they've always got to seek to, to destroy the person with whom they disagree. And, and here, even when they've got a hearing that is unconstitutional and, and the Democrats are allowed to just lie with impunity, they still have to try to go after these people. And quite frankly, the apologies weren't good enough. We know that anti-Semitism is on the rise in this country. We know that that's one of the reasons why that they they uh, took down uh, uh, Gina Carano in her treat. They don't want people to um, to know about the rise of anti-Semitism, to understand history, and to see how it's replaying uh, before our eyes. And so it's just absolutely despicable. But you know what, uh, Gina? It's not only despicable to be going after Jewish Americans and mocking people uh, for their you know hippa or their their traditions, but it's the same when it comes comes to conservatives, same when it comes to our political beliefs or Christians, that level of hate is, is it's, uh, it's like you were talking about the double standard. You shouldn't be allowed to mock somebody because they're a Christian any more than you should be able to mock a Jewish man for his traditions. You shouldn't be able to, to cancel somebody and destroy their lives because they have a political position any more than you should be able to destroy somebody's life because of their skin color or their Jewish tradition. But that's what's going on in this country today. Imagine for a moment, Andrea, if uh, the if it, it, you would flip out, your chair would fall over backward, and you'd probably hurt yourself if if any of the alphabet soup media, in fact, if any of the of the media mentioned other than us, uh, mentioned uh, Biden's connection with Robert Byrd and his racism that is flagrant and has lasted up until recent years. I mean, he's the one, I believe, who gave the eulogy at his funeral, and this wasn't that long ago, and yet there's no mention of it ever. Can you fathom, can you fathom, Rogan, if that were Donald Trump that had done all of that for the leader of the KKK, would they not bring it up every single day? Yeah, and this is the same guy that said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. This is the guy right. that's on you know, camera saying very despicable uh, words on the Senate floor. So, and well, let's not forget Tara Reid, where, where did she go? So, you know, mm -hmm. it, the, the media today, minus, you know, the independent kind of center-right organizations like yours and others, but the mainstream media is nothing but a weapon of the left. It's a weapon of globalist interests. And so uh, there are certain people or organizations behind the scenes saying, all right, let's go after this guy or this girl, let's hit them. Doesn't matter what you say, doesn't matter what your defense is, they will do everything they can to destroy you if you get in their way. So, uh, you know, but that that's why they went so hard against President Trump, because he was truly standing up for the American people. He said, listen, they're not after me, they're after you. I'm just in the way. We're seeing what happens when he's out of the way now that they're going for anyone that speaks up in a Trumpian way. Yeah. Andrea Biden's pick for budget director Neera Tandon apologized for tweets attacking GOP senators. And in the past month or two, she's deleted over a thousand tweets. But that was only after she realized that she needed the votes of senators to get confirmed. But she doesn't, must, she must not realize anyway that um, things are actually archived, huh?
Yeah, she should have called her buddy Al Gore, who invented the internet, right? And and uh, <laughs> before she decided, before she thought she could cancel her her t- tweet history. Um, but my favorite moment in the hearing was Senator Kennedy who would let her off the hook. She she tried to you know use the oh I I feel so bad for what I said, and he, and he he asked her over and over, but did you believe it in the moment you said it? Did you believe it? And she finally had to acknowledge that she did believe the comments that she made. And he said to her, "You said you accused." Bernie Sanders of being everything but called him everything but an ignorant slut and it was absolutely the the perfect soundbite because it called her out for the hypocritical hate monger that she is now getting back to your point earlier about the double standard if she had been a Republican who had over a thousand tweets going uh you know against Democrats and other people she wouldn't have been sitting in that chair nominated she'd be out on the street panhandling right now she would be completely destroyed personally and professionally not nominated for an OMB position. And and one thing to point as well is that I didn't get to look through her whole archive of 1,000 tweets. How many of them were against Steve Scalise? How many of them were so hate-filled that according to today's standards with this impeachment, caused somebody to go to a baseball field and open fire? We must stop. The, uh, the double standard that's going on where Democrats can, you know, burn down cities, can call for the burning down of cities, and Maxine Waters calling for surrounding elected officials. Democrats get to get to foster that environment, um, but a Republican or conservative can't even tweet a historical uh, record about what happened with the Holocaust. Well, you know, even the name Kennedy isn't enough to keep you from being deplatformed. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> was deplatformed from Instagram this morning for talking about his opinions on vaccines and uh, his opinions on uh, COVID. And uh, that was enough to even get him deplatformed. So I, there's no mercy if you can get deplatformed and you're a Kennedy. That's all I have to say about that. Rogan and Andrea, <laughs> great to see you both. Thank you for being with me today. Thanks Thank for having you, me. Coming up, we head back to Washington, D.C. to see if Ben Berkwam has figured out how to scale the U.S. Capitol border fence. I'm kidding. Of course he wouldn't do that. We are law abiders here at RAV TV. More Dr. Cheetah Prime Time right after this. No one likes to be alone at night, so I've CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Going to head out to our boots on the ground in Washington, D.C., our own Ben Berkwam has been dutifully monitoring the activity on the streets of Washington, D.C. during this impeachment trial week. Ben, so good to see you again. I hope you're staying warm. It's like 80-some degrees here in Florida. We need to keep turning up the air here because it gets so hot. You doing okay there? <laughs> I'll send some of mine your way. I'll, I'll send some of the cold down there. But, yeah, no, it's... Uh... You know, it's it's one of those things. That not only is is it a sad place to be because of what's going on behind me in the in, in Congress, uh, but it, coming to a, a a lockdown, tyrannical location like Washington D.C. and thinking about free states like Florida, uh, it's just you know there's there's a reason why so many people are moving there, and there's a reason why uh, Joe Biden's thinking about shutting down travel there. It's because uh, Democrats hate freedom and they hate fun, and so uh, I would love to be there with you. 
Are you seeing protesters on either side of the impeachment issue? No, you know, uh, there's been a couple. I, I met one gentleman this uh, this afternoon who actually marched around. He's the only the second person that I know that's gone the entire four miles around the barricades like I did. Um, and he was here praying over the location with his American flag. But otherwise, Aww. it is still really quiet. But, but I, you know what? One thing, watching the testimony today, I have no doubt that the people are sitting at home. They're protesting in their chairs at home as they watch yeah. this, if they can stomach watching these self-righteous, sanctimonious Democrats uh, pretend yeah. like they know what it's like to be a, an average American citizen. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've seen more protesters here in Florida. Okay, Ben, stand by because it's time for our meme of the day. Okay, Ben, we picked this one just for you because uh, it shows Joe Biden tearing down sections of the southern border wall and hauling them up to D.C. to put around the Capitol. Ben, your thoughts, quickly. Democrats today and yesterday were tearing up talking about their lives being under threat. All you have to do is go down to our southern border and talk to anyone who lives down there. Yeah. It is a disgrace. That meme, that meme is hilarious. But uh, the, the people deserve better than what they're getting from the Democrats. Great point. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Ben. And thanks to you for joining me. And thanks to everyone here at your new home for Real News, RAV, live from Studio 6B. Up next, hug your children, love your God, go boldly now, and live the truth. Good night, everybody.